Wait, are we actually on 150? Yes, we are oh. 150. Fuck, I would have done something special for that. But, oh, well, fuck it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's Just so using cool. the word specialer is better. Yeah. That's the totally Steam Deck your... is special, Zach. All yeah, right. Yeah. That's totally your cold open right there. Like, wait, we're on 150? Fuck, I would have done something special for that. Pixel Life. This is episode 150. How the hell did we make it that far? Recording July 18th, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing, discussing, discussing. We're making up new words as we go along. New Switch competitors on the scene. EA Play, which happens tomorrow, but the bigger news is what's not happening at EA Play. And I hope you're, I hope you're caught up. I hope you've seen everything because we are going to do all of the spoilers at the end of the show with uh, Black Widow and Loki wrapping up. Uh, so joining me to do all of that and more, I have with me as always, Mr. Shannon Crimson Dynamo Moore. Mm. I, I like that because I haven't gone to the gym in like a year and a half due to COVID and my waistline is about the size of the Crimson Dynamos. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be squeezing yourself back into those workout clothes. Like, oh, dude, uh, like I've given up did. on that, dude. Like I just threw them out and just got extra, <laughs> like larger sizes. <laughs> you're like I, I I just drank a milkshake and set them on fire. Um, <laughs> yeah, pro, just doused them in protein powder so they had like one last experience with like gym <laughs> life. You just doused them, <laughs> just as, killed them all. As, as you guys on a pint of ranch. Um, <laughs> As I ordered my two village host pizzas with seven sides of ranch and just bathed in it. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm after uh, these days, I don't judge. You, you do what you need to do to get through another day, man. Uh, also joining us, Mr. Justin, California comrade Carter. I know I'm I'm not in Arizona right now. I'm in lovely California, which. It's still about as hot as Arizona, but I feel like once I get closer to you guys, it'll probably cool down. But it's still like a hundred something here, so yeah. So like, where are you at? Like, right, where where did you enter California? Like, was it more Southern California or more like sure Northern? <laughs> are, are you in know. like Los Angeles, Anaheim? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm at the Fairmont right down the street from Disneyland, so. Oh, there you go. Oh, come on. The high today was 90. I'm looking at it right now. It's not like you're in. That's like that's like long sleeves shirt weather for you. No, it's true. I packed like a week's (laughs) worth of sweaters. Well, you're going to need it when you get here because the high on Friday is 64 degrees. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm going to be rocking my sexy uh, Doki Doki Literature Club sweater. (laughs) Oh, actually, I was looking at San Francisco. It's it's uh, 70 degrees in San Mateo. So it's about the same. I mean, when you're coming from 150, yeah. I was like, so. that's basically like 2 a.m. in December in Arizona. So, 
Well, I will tell you, uh, my kids are super hyped that you're going to be hanging out in person. Uh, we were talking about it over some French toast this morning. Uh, my son is already saying, I'm going to take Justin down and gang beast. I'm like, he probably doesn't play that game. He's like, good. And I'm going to win. And I'm like, man, savage. Calm down. Yeah. Like, hold on. I have you to know, use that them when I start beating them. And I'm like, I don't even play this game. And I'm like, level. <laughs> But yeah, like when I had the NES, like I had Tecmo Bowl and I was always the 49ers and, you know, was playing like the knockoff Jerry Rice, Roger Craig, Monta- Joe Montana combo. And my uncle would always come over and he'd be like, oh, what are you doing? Like never played video games, never touched them, whatever. He'd be pick up, pick up the Raiders and just decimate my ass with the Bo Jackson knockoff. Oh, and yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, what the hell? He'd be like, guess I just got skills and you don't got nothing to pay the bills. And he just like drop the controller and turn around and leave. I'd be like, fuck. He's like he fig- he figured out the I run backwards for ninety yards and then run forwards for a hundred and one and <laughs> pretty much. And you just get up, you're like, I'm just gonna go throw rocks at trains outside now, like forget <laughs> video games. Um, though, hey Justin, do you know? Because I know Shannon probably knows, but do you know what is the one major difference between the 49ers and every other team in Tech Mobile? What's the difference? The 49ers have three passing plays, and every other team has two passing plays and two running plays. But the 49ers have three and one. They're the only team in the whole game that has three passing plays. There you go. There's your trivia for the day. Kids, if you're at home, write that one down, because it will be on the test. Or who knows? Aaron Rodgers might be on Jeopardy. You're there, you know? Questions are coming up. I got got like the the daily double, and I'm like, oh, my God, I know this. (laughs) You're gonna be like, thank you, Zach Anderson. God damn it, <laughs> save my ass. Um, but yeah, so uh, little little shocking thing came out. It was happened in a rumor in shadow for like it seems like months now, but then all of a sudden one day the veil got lifted and Valve was just like, boom, we've got a console. It's called a Steam Deck. It's cut. Pre-orders are like on Thursday. Go and and. The internet lost its collective goddamn mind. Um, it very much looks like a uh, a Nintendo Switch, uh, but it's all attached. There's no like joy conniness to it. Looks it more like, like a Lynx. <laughs> it's about that size. Well, and the Switch is about a Lynx size when you put it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just they have the Joy Con, so it doesn't seem very much like. It seems like separate entities, but if you chunk it all up, it seems very similar to me. But you're right. Well, like, especially that in that little promo video they had, the one guy, like, taking it out of his pocket, it was very <laughs> reminiscent of that, like, late 80s commercial with the kid with the interior jean vest pocket <laughs> ripping this, like, skateboard-sized links out of it. I, I know. All he needed was a, was a pair of Jenkos, and it would have been done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he, they could have just called me. And then, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, I need some free PR. It, hey, real talk. I fucking loved Jenko shorts. Like when I was in eighth grade, ninth grade, fucking mm-hmm. loved that shit. Like it was like, oh, I get why girls love dresses. This is fucking fantastic. <laughs> like, yeah, like you know how many hacky sacks I can fit in this bad boy. I, I got like I got storage on me like yeah dude like I don't even know like I had a room for a bottle of like a full-size bottle of Gatorade in the back pocket like oh, you were sneaking food <laughs> into the movie theaters it was the oh, yeah. best dude yeah yeah like give me that two liter from 7-eleven I can get that shit in there like no one <laughs> worry about it 
It's like, you want to fix encumbrance and fallout? Just give the guy a pair of Jinkos. <laughs> that would Carry be awesome. Everything. <laughs> that would be fucking great, though, if, like, Fallout, you know, 84, or, or no, I guess it would be Fallout, like, 92, and it's like you come across a uh, an early Hot Topic that just has Jinkos, <laughs> and you just, wow, your encumbrance went down. This is amazing. <laughs> that would be awesome. Dude, I had I black ones with white stitching. Couldn't tell me nothing when I was wearing those. Couldn't tell me nothing, Justin. Zach Flocker got the got the chain wallet and stuff I like hanging down to the knee. <laughs> right? Some some pewter rings that I bought from Hot Topic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. Oh god. That's awesome. Dyed mohawk on my head. Couldn't tell me nothing, son. Was... Yeah, I was pretty much like the Jenkos with the oversized like comic book like Gen 13 like comic book uh, lady yeah. on the back with like the bones knee pads and my like rollerblade my inline rollerblades with like the the small wheels and the grinding plates because you know mm-hmm. I was a big inline rollerblade guy when I was younger. But see, I never had Jenko jeans, but I had like the big ass when I was in middle school. The big thing was like the the Osiris the D3 or whatever shoes that were like massive. Like they looked like Sonic, the hedgehog shoes. Like that's how fucking big and fat and wide they were. Like it was every hacky sackers like dream to hit a ball with one of those. Those in fucking Etnies. Looks like you're wearing mm-hmm. a box of Kleenex on your goddamn feet. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, you like kick them in the front door. Like everyone who comes in, like either can't get in because they're blocking the door or trips <laughs> over them and falls. Like They're like impeding traffic when they, you know, like, <laughs> Uh, the DC shoes, those early DCs were some I'd have to change for PE and they couldn't fit in the locker because they were so fucking <laughs> big. So I just them on top. Oh, that's so good. Shit. And fashion. And, and look at the look at us now. Fashion icons, every single one of us. Yep. Glorious. <laughs> yeah, I can if if uh paying me to get out of sweats and uh you know, whatever I sleep in the night before is fashion icon, then, yeah. I mean, I'm a person, I'm, I'm a 42-year-old man that wears backwards baseball hats every day. Shannon has mutton chops that he can go in and out of at any moment, and <laughs> Justin is in his mid-30s with snake bite piercing. So, it's, you know, it's like, fun. We're, we're just fashion icons all over, all over the world. You know, like the 80s are coming back right now. I'm just waiting for the 70s and 60s to come back around again. I, I figure that's my time to shine. I will tell you, and and you you know what, Shannon, you should do it on Friday so Justin can see the glory in person. When Shannon goes full chops, they're fucking impressive, man. Like it's one of those like you want to rag on them for for rocking the mutton chops, but they look so damn good, you you just can't say nothing. You know, it's one of those like I want to give you shit, but man, it it works, it really does. Yeah, Christmas time, like I crush it. You know, when I go into the uh, you know, the old timey like you know, uh, caroling. Well, I mean, Basically, just do what you have now, but you remove all the like chin stuff, right? So you pretty can much, proper, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. throw a bowler hat on that some bitch, and mm-hmm. you're good to go. Yeah, sometimes I'll even do the top hat if I'm feeling super festive. Oh, a little holly up in there. <laughs> you know, hey, if it, oh, shit, it's walking through the streets, he's like, "Boy, what day is it today?" Flipping <laughs> <laughs> like oversized coins to random homeless people. <laughs> like some guy sitting there and shannon just flicks a coin in his cup but it actually has coffee and shit in it he's like thanks asshole (laughs) (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Joke's on you, man. I work too hard for my money. They're, they're all chocolate coins I'm flipping anyway, so I just made your coffee better. It just added flavor is what mm-hmm. I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, man, what a show we have went through. <laughs> hey, man, you, you were worried about 150 having something special? Man, we just took a trip down memory lane. I mean, like, we're talking fashion tips. I mean, and, the, and the funny thing is, I actually did talk about the Steam Deck for, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That is what we let in on. <laughs> and then the links got brought up, and it just whew, right to left field. Um, so let, let okay, let me steer the Titanic back around. Just <laughs> and um, gentlemen, what do you think about the Steam Deck? Now that we now that we actually do need to talk about this for a second. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know about those uh the a b x y buttons like they just kind of seem a little out there and i don't know if i like the touch screens underneath the uh the joysticks uh or the the touch pads yeah um but i there is something about having access to like your full steam library on the go that's pretty dope um you know i'm kind of wondering what the is it just because I think I saw it was like 64 gigs or 32 gigs of internal storage was was so there's there's three models there's a 64 uh-huh. gig for 399 the 256 mm-hmm. but the 256 and 512 are SSDs so it's mm-hmm. a faster storage mm-hmm. um at 529 and 649 is the five no that's a lot of money for but when you look at what the components are it's actually pretty cheap for what you're getting yeah, and I would assume nothing less from, you know, Steam, who's, you know, they got a lot of games that require a lot of horsepower to play. Um, sure. So, I mean, it does give a lot of clout to the device. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm i kind of bummed that I'm, you know, I didn't pre-order one um, because I think they're, I don't know if they're sold out or not or if the window's closed. Um, I just don't have that kind of money to spend on a mobile device. Yeah, um, that's kind of where I'm at, too. And the, and the delivery window now... So they used an iPhone, excuse me, they used an iPhone type system for pre-orders. So it's basically you can pre-order anytime you want, and it just gives you the window for when it's probably going to get delivered to you. Um, And last time I checked was earlier today, and the pre-order windows were now like quarter two 2022. So it's it's like eight months out now because this launches in uh, December. So, uh, well, I guess it's more like like five months out at this point it would be delivery date if you pre-ordered today so i mean not horrible and and to be honest i wish sony and microsoft would do this like just tell me when you're going to give it to me i'm fine buying one just let me know when it's coming you know like if if back in november sony would have been like sure you can pre-order one right now and it'll be delivered in july i would have grumbled and been pissed off and then paid for one and waited until July, you know, like it, well, rather than and, just slamming Twitter and Mario 64 every day, trying, hoping and praying. And Shannon, um, to pre-order it, it's only five bucks to. I know, but eventually initially. I'm going to have to cough up the coin and like, you know, that, well, that's... Yeah. by then you will have won the lottery. <laughs> I mean, fair, I fair. Yeah. But, you know, um, but yeah, in case I don't, um, you know, I would just like to, you know, err on the side of caution. I, later on down the road, if I do want it and I have the money and it's available, yeah, I'll buy it. Um, 
but I did like um, a lot of the, you know, the jokes on Twitter that people were saying, like, great, now you'll have a device that you can carry in your pocket and still not play your Steam library games with. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> that, that was my thing. I, I was uh, that was my take on Twitter. If I was Valve, I would be leaning hard into the like, look, you own 30 or 40 indie games already on Steam that you've never played. So here's a device that lets you actually try them. You know, like, come on, you, you want to play that shit. You bought my, it, you own it. My, my it. favorite one that I saw was someone was like, finally a portable device to play all my adult hentai puzzle games. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes sometimes you got you got the need and you can't get to a computer. Who knows? Um, but I do agree with Shannon. The, the, X, the ABXYs seem precariously over to that B button looks like it's just hanging off the edge and but i've read a couple people that have had hands on and they said it feels really good so maybe it's just one of those things that looks worse than it feels i don't know i'm gonna i it looks like a device i want to actually hold before i try it i like that it has the curved grip on the sides it looks like it's not going to break my hands quite like a switch will just because it has a little ergonomic grip on the sides there it reminds me more of the how the the hori pads are designed for the switch um the uh i i just think it's super smart and to be honest i think it puts a lot of pressure on nintendo they've had to have this whole market to themselves for a while and i mean sure people were dunking on valve left and right after this announcement over you know the steam machine debacle from like 10 years ago but they very quietly have produced a lot of good hardware most recently being the the vr headset that is across the board the best vr headset available it's the most expensive but it's also the best and it stands to reason that they could really do damage in the portable market by having this i mean i i'm not their market and i'm interested in the device just simply because i own so many games on steam already it's not the nintendo issue where i it's like okay now buy the device now buy the games, now buy the accessories. It's like, no, I could just buy the device. Oh, and it hooks up to the TV without a dock, as long as I have the right cables, which everyone has these cables in their house already. And so, you know, it charges through just a USB-C, like nothing special, no proprietariness, and it's it's expandable with uh, with SD cards. So great, awesome. I mean, it's, it's incredibly smart. I think it's going... It's going to uh, take some hands-on time to see how good that screen is, how good the touchscreen part of it is, how good the trackpads are. There's a lot of question marks, but taken on face value, it, it sounds really, really damn smart. I mean, Justin, as someone that makes indie games, like, did this raise your flag at all? Like, are you like, oh, like, that seems like a very smart way when you're... Because, like, as an indie developer, I'm guessing... Most people are choosing Steam and Switch as their two proprietary platforms, right? Yeah, and the fact that it requires, like, zero porting, like, literally, if you can, like, publish it to Steam, then you're good to go on the handheld is incredibly nice. And that's kind of what's drawing, like, I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. I I do really want it, and it's, like, one of those things, if I get one, I'm going to probably get the most expensive one. Like I want like the biggest hard drive, the whatever. So if I'm going to drop the money on it, I want to make sure it's good. So it's like, I'm going to kind of just wait until like that first wave of them like come out and like people get them and stuff and start posting about them and kind of hear 
the mm. actual feedback on it and stuff before I pulled the trigger on it. But I'm super interested in the fact that, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, you can publish to it. It's cool. You can run Windows on it. Yeah. Like, you can do anything. And that's what's awesome, too, because it's not just Steam. Like, they said you can put your Epic Store stuff on there. So it's, like, all those free games that Epic gives you, like, every week. You can play those. So between, like, my 500-plus game Steam library, like, I have over 100 games on the Epic Store because they've given out so many for free. Game and Pass then, running yeah, those. and they said Game Pass too. So it's like, dude, between all of that, dude, you have like a thousand games that you can definitely say you're gonna play and not play. But mm-hmm. just Loop Hero on a portable console. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I won't lie that it's like, yeah, okay. Or like when I was looking at uh that game Terra Nil last week, I'm like, that is a perfect portable RTS. Like, hell yeah, I would play that yeah. shit. Yeah, and the fact day. that, you know, like how many like how many Steam sales happen a year? Like totally. and that's like so it's like you could get like every Resident Evil game for like five dollars on like so it's a steal compared to, you know, most stuff. So I'm definitely interested in it. And they're saying the battery life, depending on the game and the features you choose, is anywhere between like three to six hours. Like if you're if you lock things down to thirty frames per second, you get more like the six, seven hour range. And if you go like full features, it's more in the three to four hour range, which is fine. That's, you know, I mean, that seems acceptable to me when fuck Breath of the Wild on Nintendo Switch is what, two and a half hours or something like that portable. So I don't know. Seems seems like it's one of those things like I keep waiting for the like, oh, but this part really sucks. Yeah, that's my thing like, is like everything I'm reading is very positive and I'm like, yeah, like you're you have me intrigued. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for that like, oh well, and they're like pushing really hard, they're like, this isn't gonna drift. Like the Joy Cons aren't gonna drift on this one, so Well and you know, Gabe Newell from you know, head of Valve came out and said they're the pricing on this is extremely aggressive. Like they are trying to get these units out there in hands as fast as possible and when you look at the the screen quality the build quality everyone that has had hands on it has said that it feels like a really impressive piece of hardware which you know is part of the battle for these things like that's part of the thing with the switch when you hold it it feels like a good piece of hardware you know like the the weight of it it's got a heft it's got a build quality granted that build quality sucks when it comes to the joy cons but you know, it's got it's got that it factor when you hold it. And I think w- when you pick up a Steam Deck and it doesn't feel like a cheap piece of crap aftermarket thing, like that's that's a big deal. And so I don't know. Like it's Yeah. And if you think about it, Zach, you could play StarCraft two on it. I have thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought about that. Especially with those like touch pads that look that yeah. like the mice on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I can put if I can uh, remap those back buttons to like hotkeys. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, think of, just think of the hours of JRPGs that Shannon will play on this thing. It will be amazing. And you'll have access to all of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> All his waifu simulators. Yep. <laughs> you want it? You want it? He can hide them from his girlfriend now. He won't have to play them on the big TV. 
<laughs> Dude, Doki Doki is the only one I've actually like gone into, and I wouldn't even call that a dating simulator. It's oh, a what no. the fucker knitter. That, um, that, that is a that is a horror game, straight <laughs> up. Like, yeah, that's not a dating simulator. Um, <laughs> speaking speaking of hot topic, that circa nineteen ninety four. Um, anyway, the so I, I'm guessing at this point we're all in the same boat of being like interested, but not purchasing yet, right? Yeah, wait and see what people think about it once they get their first one. Make sure that like someone's not like, oh, I tried to do this and I bricked the entire console and now it doesn't work. Yeah, I want I want the YouTube uh, install walkthroughs to be up. Like, here's how you put Windows on it and not break it. You know? Yeah. Don't do this. If um, if Steam comes out with like a payment plan like Xbox did for mm-hmm. their Xbox Series X, then I would be I would say right now I'd, I'd sign up for it, like the most expensive model. But if the most expensive model is like a grand, that's like the most you know, expensive model, six forty nine. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So six forty nine plus tax, like you're probably looking at like almost like maybe eight hundred bucks. Yeah, except seven fifty ish around. Yeah. I'd say seven fifty. I, I mean, it's a lot of money for a, a pocket. I think the the model you need to hit at least is the five hundred forty nine model, the the mid range, just because the faster SSD hard drive. Mm. Like, yeah, mm. I mean, if you can expand the storage yourself, then you know it's kind of a non sequitur. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, Shannon can play Doom on his new fridge, so he doesn't even need one. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, the problem is, is you know, everybody keeps trying to get in and out, and I have to keep pausing my game. It just takes too long to get through a level. Killing those cyber demons with some old bok choy and some milk. Speaking of things that are probably going to taste bad. Uh, let's talk about EA Play Live, which happens tomorrow. Um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to show. Because, hey, Battlefield, they dropped like a month ago. And then in the, in the last couple of weeks, uh, let's see, they said there's going to be no Star Wars games at this EA Play event. And uh, there's going to be no Mass Effect update, no Dragon Age and now yesterday, or I think today, actually, uh, the skate team said, hey, we're not coming either. We're not going to be at EA Play. <laughs> so now I'm going like, okay, is this just the Madden FIFA showcase? And no, because they're going to they're gonna announce that Dead Space remaster. Oh, you think? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. They kind of have to now, right? Yeah, I mean, it kind of came out a while ago that... Uh, it's heavily speculated that it is real and that they're going to announce it, so. I hope it's good. Like, I hope it kicks ass. You know? Like, they're just on, gonna wa- They're just going to walk out Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes onto a stage. They're going to be like, give us money. And then they're going to walk off, and that's going to be the end of it. Because that's all they got right now. I mean, maybe. I, I want to see Dead Space, though. Give me Dead Space. Man. You know, and it's also supposedly being made by the team that made Squadrons, which was good. Squadrons was decent, you know, but uh, I I just want to just give me like how they did Resident Evils, you know, like basically take that old game as a good outline. But give me the modernized combat, modernized movement, 
definitely the fidelity and the and the graphical update. And uh, let's hit the ground running, man. Let's go. I want to rip the limbs off of some things with a laser cutter. Let's do this. I'm I'm Shannon is actively falling asleep while I'm talking. It's very <laughs> sad. I I'm glad that you guys are excited for it. I just uh yeah no I'm out. I just what did it hurt when your soul died, Shannon? Like, <laughs> no, I mean I just it's um I don't know I just never really got into those games maybe because I was just too, maybe it's too on the horror side for me you know it just mm-hmm. made me feel too uncomfortable so that, that first game was a pretty 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 intense I will give you that yeah and if you don't yeah. like games I will I I do I will I will give you that one the second mm-hmm. one was way more of an action game the third one was all the way in the action category mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I mean, I think also, I think, you know, reading like some of the source material, it just kind of felt like it was one of those like over the top, like gory for the sake of being gory and not like, you know, pursuing a a story in some spots. And so I was just like, yeah, like I'm kind of out on this. Like it just it didn't really like hit any like, you know, oh, my God, this is awesome. Like spot in my brain. There is a scene in the second game that involves a, uh, let's just say an eye scanner mm. that I I really don't think you'd enjoy on any level. <laughs> I think you would be 100% out on that one. Because, oh boy, let me tell you, it's a, it, every person I have watched watch that scene, it's like, it's a fun psycho, psychological experiment to see like how uncomfortable people get watching <laughs> that shit. Well, I can tell you, I've had a piece of metal stuck in my eye before, and they've had to go in, like, with my eye being open and me being awake to, like, get the metal out. So, like, I've had the needle in the eyeball, like, you know, sucking the stuff out and then, like, pulling the eyeball out. And then they had to use, like, a really small, like, die grinder because my, um, the iris, like, got rust in it and, like, it was going to get infected. So then they had to, like, grind off, like, the top layer of my... You can stop the story anytime you want. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. And was it one of those ones like, yeah, I had safety goggles on. It just found the fun angle it back in. Like, yeah. So pretty much like uh, I was cutting, like I was drilling like overhead and like it fell into my hair. And then I got home and I took a shower and like a dumbass, instead of like brushing everything back, I brushed it all forward and it fell uh, into my eyeball. And then like I was, you know, smashing it to try to get it like out. And I just like pushed it right into my eye. Wait, good times. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck everything you just told me. Yeah. Like that's, that's the li- so, like, it's basically, like, I lived all those horror movie experiences, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I, I had painkillers at the time, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Oof. Oh, welcome back, Justin. I'm, I'm happy you came back for this story. Oh, I mean, I wish I was gone. I mean, I heard <laughs> the entire thing. Just because my video was off, I still oh, had yeah. the unfortunate uh, privilege of hearing that, which I don't know if you know this, but I hate anything near my eyes, period. I can never wear contacts. I will not put, like, a finger, like, Megan will try to get, like, an eyelash near my eye, and I will fucking slap that hand away. <laughs> I'm like, I do not like anything near my eyes. Oh, so funny. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because I was, we were talking a little Dead Space, and I said uh, there's a scene in Dead Space too that is always fun to watch other people experience the eyeball scene, and then Shannon started telling me that story. So yeah, that's like in the first game, like one of the favorite parts. It's the first time when the 
tentacle thing comes out of the vent and grabs mm-hmm. your leg and th- like that always like that scared the shit out of me the first time I played it. It's always funny seeing someone play it for the first time. They get to that part and you're like panicking, like shooting all over the place. You got that, that weak ass little like pea shooter laser cutter. Yeah, you're, you're getting thrashed around in the hall and then you get like sucked down the vent like at the end, like if you don't get loose. Uh my favorite scene from all the games, and granted, I never finished three, so maybe there's a kick-ass scene, I just don't know. Um, I'm not betting on it, though. The uh, My favorite scene in all three games, though, is uh, when you get back on the Ishimura in two, and you're mm-hmm. watching the yeah. show, and you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop the entire time, and it never does. It's and, just, like, dead quiet, and you're just yeah. walking around, like, just waiting for something to happen. And the tension it builds is insane. Because you, like, we've all seen enough horror movies, well, except for Shannon, but we've all seen enough (laughs) horror movies where you have that internal clock that starts to tick. Where you're like, okay, we've gone a minute, we've gone two minutes, something has to happen. Any minute, like, any second. I'm just waiting, like, every door you walk across, every vent you come across, you're just waiting for something to pop off. And it never does. And that tension it creates is insane. That's like, like when I played Gone Home and stuff. I kept expecting something to happen. I'm like, oh, dude, like as I'm like reading through some like 13 year old's diary, I'm like, dude, something bad's about to happen. Like someone's gonna, someone's gonna be home with me as I'm like going <laughs> to this house. And uh, nope, nope. That was the best part about what remains of Edith Finch is all the different styles of gameplay that it introduces you. It kind of gets rid of those. It's like, oh, we're just moving into this world now. And it takes yeah. that you out of that mode of like trying to meta think what's happening in the story. Yeah. You ever play that game, Shannon? Where it remains of Edith Finch? No, you I would not. you would like that game. You should play that game. Yeah. Like, and and you can literally get through it in like a couple hours. It's very yeah. short. And it's cool. one of those ones that's always on sale for like under ten bucks. You know, like it, it always pops up on sales. It's absolutely worth your time, though. It's really cool. It's really clever and a hell of a story. Like, at the end of the day, it's a hell of a story. So, uh, I recommend it. Don't know how we got there from Dead Space, but hey, this is what we do. <laughs> well, we're going to go light on the news this week. Uh, so, we let's move into our weekly consultation because we have a lot to discuss after it with Loki and Black Widow and Space Jam 2, I guess, also. Um, I see that got added to our outline somehow. I hate you guys. Anyway, um, hey, Shannon, guess what I did this week? What? I finished Power Washer Simulator. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah? I've now gone through every bit of content they have released for that game. That's awesome. I'm proud of you, sir. A Bigfoot treehouse. I did a a fire rescue copter, a whole fire department training facility. I got got it all. It's all pressure. It's all gleaming. Squeaky clean. I'm I'm power washing a stegosaurus right now. Uh, Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. The playground is a good, that's a good, uh, the playground, the skate park are both amazing. I really liked. uh, They start to get a little too cute in the later ones with like the wait i cleaned this entire wall oh but did you see that there's these two inches under this one board that you didn't see no you didn't so it's it's start they start to do shit like that which gets a little annoying mm. but but with the quality of life updates they've added as far as you know when it 
you know, you can go to the main menu and it gives you the percentage of what you have done mm-hmm. and everything. Now, if you click on those, go back into the game and hit tab, the thing just starts blinking white, like flashing white. And it's like, oh, thank God. Just thank you for showing me the wall somewhere there. You know, like, <laughs> because in these later ones, if people don't know, it's like you'll have 25 different, it, it'll be like vertical supports and there's 25 of them. And you're like, oh, I didn't hit two of them? Okay, like, I, I guess I'll go every single one and figure it out. And so now that you can just hit, and the two you didn't do start flashing white, it's like, oh, awesome. I just go there and knock it out. So that's, uh, that was that was my big that's pelt I put on my wall this week. <laughs> uh, proud of you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, we started a new game in Maneater. That game still is amazing because, uh, my son wanted to get all that stuff again. And I was like, hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> um, I'm in, in prep for picking up Subnautica Sub-Zero in the near future. I started playing Subnautica again, just so I could remember how that game works. And Hey guys, I don't know if you remember me saying this like two years ago, it's a hell of a game. Subnautica, <laughs> hell of a game. Who knew, right? Like, holy crap, that game's freaking amazing. Yeah, as long as you don't have to play in survival mode, that game is fun. Ah, see, I only play in survival mode. Fuck that. Like, I like... don't want to have to worry about water. Like, I'll, I'll worry about air. I get that. Like, yeah. don't make me worry about food and water. Please don't. Well, they, they do have the mode that takes you, what is it, freedom mode? Mm-hmm. It's still mm-hmm. the story. They just take out the food and water requirement. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a good happy medium because I like the discovery aspect of like finding the all the different parts to make the the little submarine and then the big submarine and then the you know little jet ski thing and like all that stuff like I like all that stuff. Um, whereas the creative mode is just like here it is, build it, and that's like <laughs> fun to me. Um, but my kid loves that stuff, so everyone everyone has their thing, I guess. But uh, I think I think I'm gonna have to pick up Sub Zero because Subnautica, man. Damn, yeah dude. that game is like it's like they doubled down on the terrifying sea beasts like in this yeah. in that sub-zero one so like it'll be interesting to see how that goes they brought some like magic the gathering ass like <laughs> leviathans into that, <laughs> that game so should be pretty mm-hmm. good um shannon what have you been playing uh monster hunter stories 2 is taking up like the majority of my uh gaming time this week um it's not much more to say about it um, than, I mean, I said last week, if you like the original Monster Hunter stories, you're going to like this one. It's more of the same. I can't really think of anything that they've upgraded or changed. Um, it's just like the same game, just with a different story attached to it. So, um, yeah, I'm having fun in that. And that's pretty much it. Uh, like I said, I did one level in Power Wash Simulator and um, still playing uh, Riddled Corpse. And uh, some Picross. So, I mean, nothing I haven't talked about before. Picross. Always Picross. Mm-hmm. I'm, de- like, I'm determined now. Like, I have, like, this... Because you guys give me such a hard time about not completing games that... I have this rule now where on my Switch, if I buy a game, I have to have a completed game, like, done. I have to complete a game. I have to finish it. Well, uh, you know, I'm glad you're finally looking out for your wallet more than yeah. anything. So Picross is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working through that. Like I've got all the color Picross done, um, and I've got like f- half of the uh, the standard Picross puzzles done, 
and I got two of the four like major like puzzle ones done, like the clip art ones. Um, <clears throat> so I think all I got really to focus on when those are done will be the the mega Picross, and then I can close that game out and be done with it. And then right. I can move, and then I can move on to uh, like ease or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you gonna you gonna go ease with it? Mm-hmm. 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 I think that's all the right. next one I'm gonna get. All right, sounds good. Justin, how about you? I mean, I have expected you to say that you picked up a Skyward Sword. <laughs> no, dude, like, I have I am not a Zelda guy. Like, the only reason I got Breath of the Wild was because it was the only game that came out for the Switch, <laughs> and I just kind of wanted to see what it was about. Um, so, yeah, not a Zelda well, guy. Well, Mike Miller will be disappointed. I, I can't please all of our Yeah. <laughs> um. I was so happy this, when he said that picture he put on Discord wasn't him. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you just spent like $300 on Joy-Cons? Like, what are you doing with your life, man? Like, I know the kids are growing and out of the house, but bro, <laughs> come on. Like, it's what happens when you drink too much bang and uh, yeah. you just... <laughs> well, see, he meant to hit the purchase button once, but his hand was so jittery. It just went click, 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 click. Yeah, that's what happens when you mix uh, bang and Mad Dog 4040 together. <laughs> Jesus. It's Mad Dog 2020. Show some respect. Jeez. Oh, but when you drink two of them, though, is <laughs> I mean, it? Fair, fair. Okay. <laughs> With the bang, it doubles it up. I mean, uh, hey, who hasn't found themselves at the bo- bottom of a bottle of dragon fruit Mad Dog in their life? We've <laughs> all been there. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much where you you evaluate your life decisions at that point. You either you know you make a change. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or you have scrape together another 250 and go back to the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you either make a change or you double down. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah Edward, this week... Edward, I, okay. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No. <laughs> <laughs> All I was going to say was that this week, because uh, of the California trip, I didn't get to play too much. I mean, I played some more arena. I'm like silver rank in standard right now crushing it with mono red giants a lot of decks can't compete with how fast when that deck starts off and goes strong with all the bone crushers and stuff it's very aggressive oh, if you get oh, the you right mean, opening hand you mean turn two five fives not how many people can hang with turn two five five you know yeah. like it's yeah. like and it's a lot of you know good like removal and stuff so a lot of people, it's like removal like i was playing some like the like it's like a lot of the slow decks i'm like yeah you're not going to get to your payoff by the time you get you're not going to get to nine lands by the time i get done with you like i'm going to burn you out by like turn five so like, I, ho- I hope you have a lot of mana creation because if not you're no this ain't gonna yeah. work i was like i'm gonna shoot down all your mana dorks so <laughs> Um, so yes, I was, I've been playing that and trying to collect more of the D&D cards and stuff on Arena, and then, um, the, the only other game I played this week, so I teased Shannon on the Discord, if you didn't see, Humble Bundle has a thing right now for the Sakura games, and if you don't know what those are, you can go onto the Discord and click the Humble Bundle link. It's basically, like... It's like the Honey Pop games, if you know what the Honey Pop games are, but it's not as extreme. It's it's like a... Let's just take a hentai game and yeah, mention another hentai game. More tasteful <laughs> Honey Pop game, I guess. But they had all the games for like... It was like, you could get them all for like 10 bucks or something like that. So I was just like, 
fuck it. I thought it would be funny because it might be fun to do like a video or something like on a couple of them. So I tried out one of them and it was the Dungeons one, which is like a dungeon. Like it's a waifu dungeon crawler that you kind of like go through. And it's like you're walking through like the dungeon, and then you fight. Bro, bro why did I type this into my search bar? Like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to clear the history later. So. Thankfully, I didn't push enter because I typed Sakura into Steam, and just the preview window popped up of, of oh, did you mean you're looking for this? Oh, like, yeah, there's like 16 games. You know, the autocomplete thing came up, and just the the art that is accompanying that, I'm like, nope, no, I'm not. Looking for this. <laughs> Well, Zach's like, yeah. no, I will not accept cookies for this. <laughs> yeah. uh, no cookies. No cookies. But yes, I played the a little bit of the dungeon crawler one, which it's okay. I mean, it's basically a waifu dungeon crawler. I didn't really read a lot of the story. Um, yeah, I don't feel like it's relevant. It's pretty much any typical anime bullshit like <laughs> story. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I played this week. I still think speaking Shannon of, should get the collection. <laughs> speaking of typical anime bullshit, did you look at Scarlet Nexus at all? Because I'm telling you, every time I read something about Scarlet Nexus, I'm like, this just sounds like Justin's type of game. Like, I think I looked it up, and I do, I do want to check it out. Um, it, but it seems like. I get the feeling, though, like reading reviews and stuff, that it would be like if all of a sudden you showed me, like, started me on Attack of Titan in, like, season three, where yeah. they just expect you to know a bunch of shit. And I'm like, I don't who are you people? I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, it seems like to be it seems to be everyone's experience when they when they play this game. But uh, seems like it seems like you're kind of jam. I don't know. You should check yeah. it out. Maybe maybe wait for a sale or something. Um, yeah. All right. Have we hit the uh, the spoiler realm? Mm-hmm. The spoiler nexus, if you will. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Thanks, thanks, thanks for joining me, guys. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for Shannon to say something. I, I, didn't ha- I, I couldn't come up with anything. I was too busy writing down timestamps for when like we were going into spoiler talk. He's too busy fucking napping over there. Jeez. <laughs> um, every time I look at him, it looks like he's got his eyes closed. It's like, man. I'm Shannon, just looking down, bro. I'm just writing notes. I need to DoorDash you some bang over there. <laughs> I got I got some Village Toast Pizza waiting for me downstairs. You better be ready to uh, play some draft. Yeah, we're... bro. Do you like? It's never been a problem. Like, don't worry about me. Like, I'll be good. I'll be good. <laughs> Having still lots of guys, Shannon. It's all right. Um, <laughs> but yes, we, there will be a caffeination sensation happening Fridays and Saturday nights over at my house. It'll be good. Um, okay, so if you are not caught up on Black Widow and Loki, uh, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, we'll see you next week. Uh, you know what, guys? Um, <laughs> but now, now it is spoiler time. So we are. Let's start with Loki. Since that's I I'm dying to talk about <laughs> episode six, so I really want to start there. And uh, I, holy shit, what an episode! Like uh, my first thought, uh, the, the literally the first thing I said when it ended, I looked over at my wife and was like, Shannon's gonna hate it. Shannon's gonna hate this episode uh, because it's a it was essentially a forty minute long conversation between he who remains. And the Loki. Is it Loki's? 
Is Loki plural of Loki? I, I think know. it's Loki when there's two of them. Ah, yes. The Lokis. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it was a hell of a hell of an info drop. A lot happened in that 40 minutes. And Jonathan Majors fucking killed it. Like, oh, my God. That guy. Any reservations I had about him playing Kang, the Conqueror, just poof went away during the course of that episode because he seemed manic, charismatic, terrifying, like all of all within like the same sentence of dialogue. And it was Dude, just when he hopped up on the desk and was like yelling at them and stuff, I was like punching my leg, like laughing <laughs> at how like over the top <laughs> and great it was. I mean, it was incredibly over the top, but it didn't feel out of character. No, it was all. good. I was just like, God damn, dude, he's like on one right now. Yeah. And and they effectively set the entire MCU on fire. And I cannot wait to see because by introducing Kang the way they have and and, you know, it's essentially sorry. Sorry. I'll, let me back up. Jonathan Majors is a the guy they, they, they have signed to play Kang the Conqueror. And he's played in, like, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, uh, The Five Bloods, uh, pr- great up-and-coming actor. And uh, he was, people asked him straight up, are you going to be in Loki? Like, is Kang going to be in Loki? And he was like, no one's ever told me that Kang's in Loki, so I don't think so. <laughs> you know, like, I'm playing him, and no one's ever told me. Um, so then I wasn't expecting to see him. Like, we had we had theorized going into uh going into episode or the end of episode five that you might get a name drop or something like that like you might get you might get something along those lines but you're probably not going to get him and to have the citadel doors open and it's him hey and he literally says not what you're expecting huh like that was like one of the first things he says to to sylvia loki and it there were a lot of moments like that very meta moments in the episode you know the whole like oh we can't do this you have to go through the journey the journey has to change you first and all that like before yeah he's like just because i know what's gonna happen he's like it still has to happen for it to be relevant yeah yeah. it was it was really good um but he plays a character that does exist in mcu in this one he who remains but he who remains is a different character in marvel comics in the comics he is not a kang variant he's essentially just like a very elderly time god for lack of a better term but he's not a kang variant um in mcu he's a kang variant that eventually essentially won the war amongst the kang variants and came out on top and just created the tva to keep all the other kangs at bay essentially to stop them from hopping between dimensions and hopping between universes and all that stuff. Um, and then he decided, I guess he's bored and doesn't want to do it anymore. And it's like, hey, Loki's, you take it over. And they were like, nah. I, Sylvie was like, I want to stab you real bad instead. And he's like, that's fine. That's fine, too. That's just going to release all the other variants, and I will, I'll be dead. I don't care. Go ahead. I'll, I'll end up back here eventually anyway. Like, that's how it works. And... And what I thought was brilliant about it was Loki could see it right from the start. He was like, wait, wait, wait. He's not just, this is bad. Hit the brakes. 
step back. Like he's offering us two choices. There are more than two choices. Let's leave, find more choices, and come back. And Sylvia was like, yeah, no, I need to stab him. I'm, I got to stab him. Stabby stab, stab stab. That's how I solve my problems. And kicks Loki out of the room through uh, through a tin pad and uh, stabs his ass. And it was so terrifying when she stabs him, and he's just like, whew, all right, well, see you soon. And it was just like, and, and the the look on her face, like as the knife is or the sword is plunging in, the look on her face of like, oh, I just fucked it up real bad. <laughs> oh, I man, I shouldn't have done that. Like it was, it was great. It was the whole the acting on was just on such another level throughout that whole episode. It was fantastic. I've talked a lot. You guys talk. Sorry. So my question is, is do you think that? she knew she was kicking Loki into a timeline where um, he had no contact with uh, B-15 or uh, Mobius. Like, I don't, do I, I don't think so. I, think, I was like, wow, I was like, that's a dick move. <laughs> I think that changed that, that instance changed because they had crossed, you know, like when, when he who remains goes like, Oh, Oh, we're kind of past the threshold. I don't really know what's going to happen now. Like, I don't even know if you're going to stab me or not. Like, we're at that point. Like, we're at that. We're past what I know. And you see everything start to splinter behind him. Like, I think that's when all of that changed. And she was, there's no way she could have known that that was going to happen at that point. And that's my other question, too, is... Um, like why all of a sudden doesn't he know what's going to happen beyond that point? Is it because they're not in the flow of time anymore? They're kind of outside it. So they're kind of immune to the effects of like the timeline as he is. Um, like that, that was the only part that really like confused me is why did it become like an unknown for him as to what was going to happen? Yeah, I, I don't know necessarily. I think, you know, he was, he, the Citadel was at the end of time and he appeared to have created the timeline up into the moment where he offers them the, that choice and then didn't anymore. And it seems like all of time was his creation. Like he literally says like everything you've done, like and he lit, rattles off like eight things that happened in the course of the show. He's like, you didn't do them. I did them. You just walked down the path that I made for you. You know, like he, like you you might have thought you did that shit but you didn't i did and you just walked down the road um so maybe he just stopped making the road i guess Dude, that was honestly one of my favorite parts when he's like sitting there talking and then stops and then just picks up the thing and he doesn't know if it's actually gonna fall or not and he's like yeah. i don't he's like i honestly don't even know what's gonna happen anymore and i like now like behind him like the where they were, that castle thing was very Doctor Strange with like the windows and stuff. It's very mm-hmm. much like the Doctor Strange buildings and stuff with the weird like warped like circular windows and stuff. And yeah. it's very like reminiscent of that. And then you just see like the timeline like branching off in all directions, like behind them and stuff. And he's like, Yeah, I, I don't even know what's about to happen right now. But the uh, what I thought was very interesting with how it was shot and like the studying and all that, it came across very much like theater, mm-hmm. like you're watching a play in a sense. It's like it was like a one room play with that <clears throat> throne room or whatever being the set. And then 
Because also a large time with the camera is spent behind Loki and Sylvie, like watching it all and, mm-hmm. and watching just this gregarious, amazing performance happen in front of you. Um, so I thought that was interesting because it was very Shakespearean and like Greek tragedy in a lot of ways, the way the way the story all played out. So I wonder if that was on purpose or they put it that framed it in that in that manner. But I don't know. Uh, I haven't read anything from the creators to say one way or the other, but it seemed very purposeful that they did it that way. Um, mm-hmm. I I am so excited, though, for Kang, because Kang is one of those comic book villains. If you read the comics, it, they even allude to it a little bit in the show when he refers to Loki as a flea on the back of a dragon, you know, and, and if you read comics, like, bro, Thanos is a flea on the back of Kang's dragon. Like, Kang is serious business. Like, like he's, sure, he's just a guy. He's not a god. He's not a celestial titan. He's not any of those things. But he is infinite. He has all knowledge and all tech and and knows what you are going to do before you do it every time. And it's one of those things where, like, you're like, I'm glad Steve Rogers is retired, y'all, because you can't punch this dude. Like, what are you going to (laughs) do? You know, there's going to be no Hulk Loki moment of like puny God. There's going to be none of that. Like, it's you need they better get Reed Richards. And, and Victor Von Doom involved because you need smart people. You're going to have to have people that can literally play the interdimensional chess game that Kang is going to bring to you and and do it well, or he's going to serve you your lunch. You know, that is that is how this works. Um, and I'm fascinated to see where they go with this. Like, I, I thought it was a great call. Uh, I was texting with one Robert Selton Paul about this episode, and what he he just dropped a line on me and it broke my brain for a second when he goes, well, now you know why Scarlet Witch heard his, heard her kids scream at the end of uh, WandaVision. And I was like, oh, shit, that was the moment the timeline broke. Like, she was sitting there studying the Darkhold, and that was, like, the moment when, when he who remains gets stabbed or whatever and the dimensions start to bleed together. And it's like, oh, oh she that's why she found her kids because all of a sudden there wasn't a sacred timeline anymore and my brain started to spiral off into those possibilities and it's like and so now i'm curious uh if the what if show is going is not necessarily the hypotheticals like the comics were but more of like a peek into other timelines or other dimensions which could be a cool way to tie this all together Hmm. i mean i think i don't know like I'm excited to see where this next phase of Marvel is going to take us. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. like I'm having trouble grasping the concept of the groundwork right now. Like, I mean, there's a lot of plate spinning. Um, And I think, you know, I'm kind of wondering if their their aim is too high, like too soon out of the gate. I mean, that's a a legit worry because. That was one of my main things why I was skeptical of seeing Kang at all is he's one of the most complicated characters there is. And like, especially what makes him so powerful and what makes him such a terrifying villain. It's incredibly complicated. And like trying to bring all of that to the screen 
has to just be a crazy huge task. It it just has to be so much work. And I I think that that reservation is a little smart because it's it's a big job. But I also have a faith that they can pull it off. I mean, Marvel has done some shit. You know, like they've 20, 22 movie Infinity Gauntlet arc. Like they they've done it. You know, like and it was good and I liked it. You know, like that. I mean, when we're talking, the worst movie out of the whole twenty-two was Thor: The Dark World, which was all right. I mean, it wasn't Ghost Rider garbage <laughs> levels, you know. Um, so I I have faith. Basically, I've got faith until they prove me wrong. When they start rolling out, you know, the Dark Phoenix saga level movies, I'm I'm probably out. <laughs> but but I just don't think that's gonna happen. I just don't, you know. Hmm. Well, and it's like, I get the feeling they're going to do with Kang, kind of like what they did with Thanos, where, you know, like, you got little pieces, like, building up to, like, when we finally see him, like, we're, we got a taste of, because this dude wasn't even actually Kang the Conqueror, and I thought it was funny yeah. when he's like, you know, I, I've been called many things throughout time, he's like, a conqueror, like, this, is so he, like, alludes to it, but it's one of those things where they're setting us up for it, and I guarantee we might see him, like, again, like, once more, before Ant-Man or something as just, like, part of, like, a post-credit thing or, like, something, like, teasing it, like, building him up to be, like, the next really big bad. Well, and that's the thing with Kang is there's so many variants Mm -hmm. that, you know, you could have the Amortis version, the Iron Lad version, the Rama Tut version. I mean, they're bringing Moon Knight into the MCU, so there's a whole thing there where you could have Rama Tut and... And that whole version of Kang, um, you know, in episode five, there was the Stark Tower, but it was the rebranded Kang Tower, you know, from the storyline where he sells it to the Kang Industries company, uh, which turns out to be a front. <gasps> Shocking of Kang. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see if they keep a standard Kang the Conqueror or if it's like you get two or three movies or shows with this version and then two or three movies or shows of this version. And it's just Jonathan majors playing different versions of Kang the Conqueror every single time. Or if there is the, the standard, you know, purple helmet, blue mask, green suit Kang that from the comics down the line. I, that's the thing that's so fascinating to me is there's a million ways they can go. Uh, you know, there's just so many different directions you can take this character. And I'm, I'm here for all of it. I am hyped. So, I don't know. Uh, overall, best best uh, Disney Plus show, I think, by a mile, right? Yes. Not even close. I think so. I think out of between WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Loki, I think this one definitely stuck the landing at the end. Out of the three. Like, WandaVision, for me, is a close second. But um, this one, I think, definitely, like, stuck the landing at the end. I, I think WandaVision's, like, first three episodes are way stronger than the first three episodes of Loki. The problem is the last three episodes of Loki are stronger than anything else in WandaVision. <laughs> you know, like, they just start... It's one of those, like, race horses where they come around the last turn and all of a sudden the horse that's behind just pulls way far ahead. It's one of those type of things. And then poor Falcon and Winter Soldier, that was... That was a two-hour movie. They made a six-hour well, show, and it should have been. I feel like the big part about it, too, is with WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, it's like everyone's like, oh, you know, like, 
you're going to see Mephisto at the end or mm. Nightmare or something. And then everyone, like, with this was like, oh, dude, it's going to be Kang or something. And then you know, there's like, and then there was Kang at the end. Like, this was the yeah. one where there was the person at the end that everyone was speculating <laughs> was going to be there. And he was actually there. So that was, like, the big thing. But I like that it was, it, it still wasn't him. It was a variant of him. But it's still, like, and it basically can all but confirms him. Mm-hmm. But they still didn't have the big Kang reveal in Loki. Yeah. So they're they're still like to Shannon's point last week, they're still definitely favoring the movies over the Disney Plus shows for these type of reveals. Yeah. So you can go to the movie not having seen Loki and not be just totally in the dark. Mm-hmm. But now, having seen Loki, I can go to that movie and be like, Fuck yeah, there's Jonathan Majors again. That's my boy, let's do this. You know, like I'll be geeking out and and it just adds that whole other layer. So I think it's great. Uh, well, shall we move on to the other MCU property that mm-hmm. that came out last week and that we all saw? Um, I went uh, last Monday to a movie theater and and saw it and it was glorious. I love I love these new movie theaters where it's not just rows of seats; it's like the love seats that are all like sectioned off. So it's like sat in a love seat with my wife that reclined and it was beautiful. We watched a movie. No one was behind me or near me. It was glorious. Um, and we are talking about Black Widow, the, uh, the the final movie, we are assuming, from Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow character, uh, introducing Florence Pugh as as uh, her sister, Yelena. And uh, that, that opening caught me off guard, guys. I, I wasn't quite prepared for the opening of that movie. <laughs> I don't know how it hit you, but it, you basically get some the Americans esque stuff where uh, Red Guardian and uh, what's the mom Melina? Is that the mm-hmm. mom? Uh, they were Red Guardian and Melina are, are deep cover operatives in Ohio, and they have their kids Yelena and uh, Nat, uh, who were children. Yelena was six, Nat is ten, and uh, Dad comes home one night. It's like grab shit, we're going, and they they got. They, they burned his work down. He got whatever uh, genetic information that he needed, and they're, they're jammed on a plane out to Cuba. Firefight breaks out, and then they land in Cuba, and he immediately sells out the girls to the Black Widow program, whose director is there and never to be seen again, essentially. Uh, and then what happens over the trailers is the world's worst Smells Like Teen Spirit cover. <laughs> Sorry, that's fucking poor. I knew I saw no. that and I was just like, damn, Zach is going to ha- this is going to be like the maker <laughs> or breaker right here. Like if he can make it through here, <laughs> it's going to be fine. Uh, if I was watching at home, I would have fast forwarded because <laughs> because also like it's playing over the top of like some very uncomfortable, like little girls getting human trafficked uh, montage like and it's it was like on a level that I did not appreciate. I was like, I am not coming to Marvel movies for this level of shit. Like I will watch <laughs> some, like I will watch some cans documentaries. If I want to be fucking depressed about life, like, come on, like, what are we doing? Um, but then thankfully they leave that level of, of gravity behind and the story picks up where we're after, is this after civil war, right? Yeah. Cause they're mm-hmm. one, her and Steve Rogers are wanted criminals. Yeah. And she's she's out in in Europe trying to be undercover and all that stuff. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Yelena is also in the Black Widow program, and she 
trying to take down a rogue widow who breaks some uh, magic pixie dust. I don't know what the hell it is in her face. That breaks the uh, chemical coating of the widows, and all of a sudden she's basically freed from the the mind control that they have all the widows under. Um, and she sends all of it to Nat to try to get to the Avengers so they can take down the widow program. Uh, except the Taskmaster finds Nat first and go is basically where we're at. Um, so I, I kind of dug the movie. I mean, I, I would put it on that, uh, phase one, phase two level of MCU movie. Like it's, it, it wasn't as, you know, it didn't hit the heights of like a, a Civil War or Ragnarok or definitely not Infinity War Endgame or, or any of that. Winter Soldier, it's definitely not as good as any of those. But, I mean, I would stack it up against, you know, the Iron Mans of the world, Thor, Ant-Man. It's it's on that level to me. I mean, did you guys have an opinion one way or the other? Well, I mean, I think I said it last week when, like, I was just talking about how I feel they went full John McClane with this movie and just oh. made the oh, Black Widow that. she takes some spills. She takes some pretty hard hits and you're she just gets up and shrugs it off like nothing happened. The, the funniest one is when the widows are chasing her through uh Budapest. <laughs> uh, Budapest, uh-huh. Budapest Budapest Budapest. Um <laughs> when when the, and the one widow doesn't make the jump, falls the five stories breaks like every bone in her body is laying on the ground as a fucking puddle of meat basically now picks the same damn fall basically <laughs> next to her and it just like lands and is like are you all right it's like <laughs> how are you breathing like what the hell or like when she they're trying to rescue uh the crimson uh dude from from jail and the helicopter yeah. goes down and she doesn't jump out of the helicopter but gets like ejected her back hits like a railing mm-hmm. and you see her whole body like scorpion around the railing and then she basically falls like face first into the metal grating below just gets up like you know gives herself a little shimmy yeah. to make sure that she's in good uh fighting shape <laughs> like okay i i did enjoy the conversation uh between matt and yelena at the uh the gas station afterwards mm-hmm. It's like, but she's like, I thought you'd get one of the big guys to help you. And she looks at her and is like, big guys, like all offended. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't think the interdimensional God needs ibuprofen after a fight. You know, like, it, it was just like, she's like <laughs> yeah, like, I thought the whole superhero landing thing was funny, too. And oh, then she like tries it out and she's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like, a poser. I, don't, I don't know if you guys noticed uh, that. Scarlett Johansson's outfit is like super skin tight through like the whole thing. And there's a point where they're both wearing the same outfit mm-hmm. and it looks like Yelena's outfit is like bought from like, and is maybe two sizes too big <laughs> for her. Well, I and, thought, I thought that was great. No, I totally picked up on that too. When they're standing next to each other and you realize mm-hmm. Yelena's like half a head shorter than that. But that's very obviously Nat's outfit that she's wearing. <laughs> so yeah, it's like super baggy on her. <laughs> but yeah, it was um I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. It's it it like it starts off pretty um pretty fast, right? I mean, there's very little intro. Um, you kind of get it all through that initial kind of 
you know, teen spirit kind of like, you, you know, the character because you've seen her in 20 some odd movies. So, you know, there's not a lot of backstory that you need to worry about because you got it all through exposition in small doses through those other movies. So it was good to just kind of get into the main plot of the movie as to what they were doing. Um, yeah, I, I felt it did slow down a little bit in the like, you know, between in like the second act, like be, it kind of hit a hit a, a lull. But for the most part, I was pretty I was pleasantly surprised with it. I, I wouldn't have a problem watching it again. Justin, what about you? Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely thought it was better than Captain Marvel. <laughs> like just the fact that I didn't fall asleep twice trying to watch it. Um, I, I will say rewatching the MCU stuff over the last year, Captain Marvel wasn't as bad as I remembered it being. Like it was actually pretty enjoyable. My my problem with it now is it just happens too late in the run. It's like they needed that movie like six movies earlier in the run. You know, if it, if they would have dropped that movie sometime around Ant Man and Wasp, I think everyone would have liked it a lot more. It's just the stakes were so high. You're coming off Infinity War, and it's like, and now let's go back to 1995. It's like, no, let's go. I don't want this. Can we go back to like? <laughs> The snap and Thanos, like, what is this? But, right. But yeah, no, I thought it was enjoyable and stuff, and I thought, you know, the the family dynamic and stuff was like pretty funny and stuff, and they had some good moments all together and stuff. Where especially, um, God, what's his name? The dude from Stranger Things and stuff. He was yeah. really funny throughout the entire thing. The and they're Guardian. like, yeah, they're like, we just got you out of prison, and the first thing you do is asking about Captain America. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, and? He, he's my nemesis. And then, I love how he's just arm wrestling every dude in in jail. Like, just, poof, next, poof, next. Yeah, and, and then, then the when one he's, like, pretending tries... to struggle, he's like, oh, oh, and then he breaks his arm, he's like, boom. Yeah, and then the one guy that just, like, talks shit to him, like, Captain America was in ice at that point, you asshole. And he's like, oh, you're calling me a liar, and snaps his arm off. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> Calm down, Alexi. Like, whew. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought that acting was really good. He played like that perfect, like lovable doofus, you know. Like, but he also was a total piece of shit at the same time. It's like you <laughs> liked him. You seemed like a fun dude to go drinking with, but you wouldn't trust him that much with anything, you know. He's one of those. Don't you to be my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought I was... the moment. I thought the moment where he's like. What are you two girls mad about? You were like the best child assassin in in the entire like world, and you like your ledger is gushing with blood. I'm so proud of both of you. <laughs> and I look at him like we killed a bunch of people. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like and he's like I'm such a proud guy. It's like oh my god. I will say I feel that Scarlett Johansson's acting was the weakest out of everybody else in the movie. I think there was a lot more um, emotion and character displayed through the other actors and actresses yeah. than there was through her. I, I agree with you. And this movie was called Black Widow. Uh, and I'm glad that that's also the name of everyone in that program, because it was 100 percent Florence Pugh's movie. Like mm-hmm. it was this was Yelena's movie. Like Scarlett Johansson was there. But I mean, damn, like. Yelena stole the show like she just did every scene she was in it's like I want more of this please can we can we get more of this and we're going to 
hey, she's still here, so we're we're getting a lot more Yelena in the MCU, which I am happy about. But uh, to your point, she acted circles around Scarlett Johansson in this movie, I think. What was funny, too, was uh, in the post-credits when I was sitting there watching it, I like completely forgot that Black Widow was dead, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and then like I remembered, and I was like, oh, yeah! Because <laughs> it's like it makes you forget, and then so like afterwards, I was like posting my one group chat and stuff, and I was like, I thought Black Widow was all right. I was like, kind of bullshit that they didn't even show how she died, but whatever. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, see. That's at least you could play that off as like a for a joke, you know, yeah. in the group chat. You're like, ah, yeah. Week, week that they didn't show how she died. Clarence, Clarence. Right. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about that stinger a little bit. Uh. So it's very obvious that they're setting up for either the Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts or something like that, right? I mean, Dude, that's you know, what I'm assuming is happening is like Victoria, whatever, is like assembling what I'm assuming she's going to lead a version of the Dark Avengers that's, you know, you got your Captain America and now she has her version of Black Widow, so she's slowly accruing them. Now she's saying the next target is Hawkeye. And you're, she's handing the dossier to an assassin. So the obvious thing there is like, oh, she's going to kill Hawkeye. She doesn't say kill Hawkeye. I'm wondering if she's trying to go recruit Hawkeye. Like, it's, that's the next part of the team, potentially. I mean, it's very, very could be Occam's Razor here that, yeah, she, they're going to try to kill Hawkeye. But there's no reason to that I can see. Like, why start that fight? Like, I think because she thinks that, like, Hawkeye's the one that killed Black Widow. And then I think they're basically going to have that moment where, you know, she's like, you killed my sister. And he's like, I wish it was me. I tried to save your sister. And they'll have that moment. Also, how the hell does anyone know what went down in, like, space? But whatever. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, I heard that, like, (laughs) someone, I saw someone online said that, asked the same question they're like how the hell does she even know that like that's what happened or whatever they were on like a completely different planet and someone was like probably that dude from ant-man went on the news and like blabbed to everybody about (laughs) and i was like yeah i I want the luis catch up after endgame that would be fantastic give me that i'm there all day for that um but yeah I, i i mean where would you where where would you rank it justin in your mcu rankings as far as movies go um i think i would put it in the pretty good and stuff like i think you're kind of like i would put it kind of with like the like uh ant-man and the wasp and like um you know kind of like you're basically like middle middle tier like marvel stuff like i don't think you know it goes anywhere near the top and stuff, but in terms like they're, of... They're Ant-Man and Wasp, Guardians 2... Yeah, 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 that like around that area. Shannon, would you agree with that statement? Yeah, uh, I enjoyed this movie, and I thought it was good. Um, it, you know, it doesn't do much to, like, explain any more uh, of the Phase 1, like, you know, mm-hmm. drama, but it was good. Um, I, I felt it was a lot better than some of the other movies, and I did like it better than, um, you know, uh, like Captain Marvel and some of those other standalone movies. And um, yeah, it, to your point, it moves. It's mm-hmm. a good action movie. Like it, it, 
it hits the gas and just kind of keeps going. And it's it's fun. And that whole ending sequence with the Red Room and all that was fantastic. I thought it was really cool setup, really cool set design, awesome payoff. Like, it, it worked, you know? Like, so, good stuff. Um, Wait. Uh, okay. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I thought that was kind of funny that they're like, yeah, you know, the Red Room's like underground and it's hard to find. And it's like this floating castle in the sky. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, Tony could have found that in like five seconds and like just flew through the thing and like took it down. Like, <laughs> like if Iron Man was in this movie, like in Spider-Man and stuff, this would have been like a 20 minute movie of like, we don't know where the Red Room is. And Tony's like on his iPhone. He's like, found it. And then yeah. just like nukes it out of the sky. It's like, did anyone ever look up? Because it didn't seem to have any cloaking. It was just, like, hanging out in some clouds. It's like, um, yeah. Anyway. Wait, that, I'll hand wave some of that away a little bit. Just in the name of fun movie. But, yeah. I thought that, too. I'm like, did anyone ever bother to just kind of glance above the trees at any point? Um, but, yes. Uh, one more movie on the docket that I did not watch. But, apparently, you two fine gentlemen <laughs> felt the need to. Uh Please regale me in your tales of Space Jam 2. Don't worry about spoiling it for me because I'm not going to fucking watch it. So go ahead. Knock it out, guys. All right, Shannon, what did you think of it? (laughs) Okay, so um, having not really watched, like, all of the original one, um, uh, (laughs) watching the second one was... uh, an experience uh, not a good one not a pleasurable one um lebron james is a douchebag um not winning any father of the year uh awards uh i think his acting is just not good and they even try to play it up in the middle of the movie where like um like so the whole premise of this movie let's let's start with that the whole premise of the movie is lebron james is the most uh like famous basketball player of all time that's how they play it up in the movie um warner brothers has this new algorithm that is played by don Cheadle, um and uh this algorithm is trying to uh take over the world by using the like likeness of uh lebron james um to put him in movies and ultimately you know show how great this algorithm and this ai is to function um lebron james says that the AI is whack and broke and busted and stupid and the <laughs> thing goes rogue and then kidnaps uh, his son and him uh, and forces him to play a basketball game uh, for dominance. Um, the basketball game is made by his son and his son wants to be a video game developer instead of a basketball player. And um, LeBron has a hard time accepting that. So that's the plot. Um, I, yeah. Um, LeBron gets sent to Toon World, where um, uh, Bugs Bunny is the only Toon on the planet. And uh, all the other ones were tricked into leaving the planet to go to other um, other Warner Brothers properties or universes. So... Some of them were in Hogwarts. Some of them are in the Matrix. Some of them are in uh, Wonder Woman. Um, some of them are in Metropolis, um, DC World. So there is a lot of um, 
uh, it's kind of like that Ready Player One feeling where like you see a lot of nostalgic points from like you know you growing up as a kid in the movie for like a split second or two. Uh, so so very much nostalgia of the movie, quite like yes. Ready Player One. Okay. Exactly. Until you get to like the actual basketball sequence and you see like the dudes from Clockwork Orange standing behind Don Cheadle like cheering and laughing and jumping up and down and you're like, well, that got dark real quick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um, you know, there's a lot of that. Like, you know, it's it's kind of like the same thing when they pull in like all the Warner Brothers properties to watch them play basketball. Like the Iron Giant is there and King Kong is there and uh, Matrix people are there and Game of Thrones people are there. And, you know, they just have like a whole bunch of these like people in the background that you're you're constantly looking at if you get bored with the plot of the movie. Um, but, yeah, it's um, it's a movie. Justin, what did you, what did you think? So, all right. So, I want I rewatched the first Space <laughs> Jam about a, like a week ago or whatever to get ready for the new one. And you know, the first one when you're a kid watching it and stuff is great. As an adult watching it, it one it didn't age well. Like the visuals <laughs> in general did not age very well and the plot that is there like isn't gripping to like you know a 30 year old like it is what it is like it wasn't that great so i was ready for this one because i was like dude this one looks like hot garbage like i'm gonna hate watch it (laughs) to see like if it's better than like the first one and i'm gonna be honest i actually enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was going to like, there were moments where I genuinely laughed, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. Like, the one, Rick and Morty are in this. They oh, yeah, show that was a good up. One. Like, the, honestly, the best part of the movie for me is when they're going to the other properties and collecting the other tunes. Like, that was hilarious. Like, them going into the Matrix, like, was funny. Like, them, they went, they went into Austin Powers, and Elmer <laughs> Fudd was mini-me. And the way they CG'd them into those old movies, like, actually looked really good. Like, it didn't look weird. Like, the way it's blended in and stuff looked really good, and it was really funny. And then, like, they dropped Taz. Like, Taz, they're, like, looking for, like, all the players and stuff. And then Taz, like, hits the spaceship. And they're all like, where did he come from? And then Rick and Morty are in the ship. And they're like, yeah, they're like, take your guinea pig back. We're done running experiments on him. And then Morty's like, the stuff I saw, like, I'll, I'll never forget. And he's like, yeah, losers. And then they, like, blast off in the space. Um, and then, um, <laughs> uh, but the, the movie, it's like Don Cheadle's character is, like, awful. Like, the, the AI thing is just very like very quick and just the whole fact that lebron's son like a okay he wants to be like this video game designer they show him designing games in the movie so this motherfucker has like three 50 inch like samsung monitors and he's like sitting there drinking his mountain dew coding his little basketball game then this motherfucker pulls out like a, a phone with a Game Boy camera strapped to it, scans <laughs> yeah. a tarantula with it, and like it does this like original like 2002 Resident Evil fucking bullshit, and it has the little lasers coming out of it. And then it's like the spiders in the game. And I'm like, okay, because that's how that works. And then like later on, he's like, yeah, I, I programmed this game and I built this app on my phone 
that scan stuff into like the game. And I'm like, how the fuck are you not a millionaire? You invented <laughs> this magic technology that does this. Like, it's that easy. Yeah, so just, that's the, that was the other part that, like, killed me, too, is, like, you know, it's LeBron James's son. He's not hurting for money. He's not hurting for anything. Like, his biggest strife is he wants to develop video games for the rest of his life, and his dad wants him to play basketball professionally. Like, <laughs> There's no so struggle. I'd rather you be a millionaire NBA player instead. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so, and you know, you walk into his room, he's got his, his beats headphones on, like he's got like six monitors. He's got like a, like walnut desk with like some type of Oak trim, like room with like, you know, retra- automatically retracting. Like, no, Bronny ain't, Bron- ain't going to Ikea to, to grab his. I'm just his, saying like, like you this dude hasn't struggled for anything at all. And then when Don Cheadle, like, you know, is being like, oh, plot twist, like, you're going to play against your dad in a game of basketball, and you're going to prove to him that, like, you uh, playing in this basketball game, like, he that you're going to be better than him. And then, like, basically LeBron gets down there, and he's like, sorry, son, I'm going to have to kick the shit out of you in this game. Like, I just got to beat you. And even, like, his mom... Like his mom shows up there and he's on the sidelines and can't talk to him, goes up to LeBron and says, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to kick our son's ass in this game. Like get our son, just, just dash his dreams, break him and then bring him back to us so we can just like fix him and make him a basketball player. (laughs) Dude. Well, and that was my other favorite part was, so at the beginning they show LeBron as like a kid and stuff and it's like him like playing basketball and like LeBron as a kid, his friend gave him a game boy and he got, like, Bugs Bunny, like, Castle of Madness or whatever on the Game Boy. And it shows him playing it on, like, the bench. And then his coach walks up and takes it. And so he's like, playing games aren't going to get you anywhere. You need to play basketball. So that's, like, why LeBron's, like, mad at video games or whatever. Because, like, as a kid, he was, like, yelled at for playing Game Boy. And was like, you need to play basketball if you're ever going to be something and support your family. And so that's, like, his mentality, like, 30. 40 years later now is like he's like games aren't gonna get you anywhere son you gotta play basketball and then he plays his son game he's like i was a terrible father and you can play games like it's fine you gotta do you boo like (laughs) and my thing is like honestly like when he went into toon world and it was like the 2d like cartoon stuff beautiful like it looked Mm -hmm. gorgeous when they Don Cheadle was like, haha, now you guys are 3D, poof. God, they were ugly. Like, I was like, dude, why didn't they just keep them 2D? Because after they win the game, Don Cheadle's 3D magic spell thing, whatever, wore off, and they all turned back into 2D. And I was like, why didn't they just look like this during the entire game? It would have looked so much better than the weird, like, 3D with, like, Bugs Bunny with, like, realistic-looking, like, rabbit fur and shit. And I'm like, dude, this just looks weird. Like, I was not a fan of that, but... The movie also was not for me, so... (laughs) So there you have it. There's our glowing review of Space Jam, the... What was it? The Legacy. A New Legacy. A New Legacy, yeah. It's like, they talk about the original Space Jam in the movie. Yeah, you see the monsters, too. Yeah, and you see the monsters. But like, you know, yeah, like the villains in this one are Anthony Davis um, and uh, Clay Thompson and 
I don't know, three other basketball players. So I will say, too, that was one of my other favorite move moments that actually made me laugh was when it's like halftime or whatever, and they're in the locker room. And Sylvester's like, guys, he's like, I got our secret weapon. He's like, in the audience <laughs> was Michael Jordan. And then it shows like the shadow walking. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Michael. And then Michael B. Jordan walks in. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's and, that pretty was, good. Like, and he's like standing there like eating popcorn. And they're like, Sylvester, you idiot. That's Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> and he's like, but it's Michael Jordan. And they're like, it's not the same. And they're like, dude, we're going to lose. And Michael B. Jordan's like. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but like, good luck, guys. <laughs> Just like this. <laughs> so that was pretty great. Uh, okay, that that that's a good joke. I I will I will give my thumbs up for that one. That's pretty good. Uh, but I do find it very funny that the story is basically LeBron James having to kick the shit out of the younger generation to hold on to his crown because yeah. that's basically what he does for a living now. That's just funny. Yeah. Um, and you bring that up multiple times, too, where, like, Don Cheadle, when he's talking to his son, where he's like, because his dad, he's like, where's my dad? Like, I don't understand. Like, I think he would think that this is really cool. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you have to understand. He's like, your dad's a deserter. He's like, he's lost so many teams in his life. Like, you don't uh, think he'd walk out on you, too? He uh, walked out on the Lakers twice. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, dude. <laughs> Like, they were just dishing it. And even LeBron had a fourth wall moment when he was doing the WB interview stuff with the algorithm when he was calling it trash. He's like, guys, he's like, that's the thing about athletes being stars in movies is it doesn't work out. And it's like he's like looking at the camera like as they're saying it. It's like, dude, yeah, that's true. Like, So uh, I don't know if you guys are watching the NBA finals, but LeBron James attended Game 5 last night, which was airing on ABC, which is owned by Disney, by the way. And they put him on screen for a second, and it, and uh, the, the cryon underneath him was like, LeBron James, star of Space Jam, the legacy continues, or new legacy, or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, and underneath it, they put the Rotten Tomato score the Metacritic score and like another, and then they're all just like shit scores for the movie, for the ratings. And, and I'm like, wow, that is some petty, petty bullshit. And like the Disney owned company is like, and it sucks. Stay away from this one. You don't want to watch this movie. Like, oh, I thought that was great. I laughed my ass off. I'm like, hey, I'm so petty, but. That'd be hilarious. Like it does that. It has a Metacritic score. Then it shows like someone like, Behind the scenes of it, they're like, pull the Metacritic scores, man. <laughs> but if you, if you know me, you know that Petty is my favorite color. So um. It's okay, man. There's a whole new generation of Lola Bunny fans out there now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Too bad she looks all dumpy now. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Justin's motherfucker. It's like, hard um but yes so i guess that is a show uh, and what a show it was One show. Yeah. uh man i've been doing this shit for almost three years shannon mm-hmm. is that right mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. i guess i should figure out what the actual three-year show is and we should do something cool or, or not whatever oh. yeah i mean it's like i said i mean we gotta yeah Math is is no strong point. I mean, who can do two times three? I don't don't know. Like, it's it's a hard enough time getting me to get you the right number every week. It's just you know. know. (laughs) 
So around 156, it might actually be 157, it might be 148, who knows? But around episode 156, we'll, we'll do something cool. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, dude, I think we should have like a roundtable discussion, like just bring all of our like guest hosts back on and just like sit down great. and just talk shit for like an hour. That'd be crazy. You could do that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Ask, uh, I'll ask Steve and uh, Whittacomp and Mike Miller if they, they're doing anything in, in like six mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, get Jordan. Get Jordan. See if we can get. Yeah. Uh, see if we can get uh, Elena back on. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> we we can have a, have have the whole gang here. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Well, you know, we'll 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 try that, and then we'll wait a couple weeks, and when they all tell us to fuck off, we'll, we'll... <laughs> we got uh, time. Yeah, we got time to figure it out. Uh, but all right, so so Justin from from the. Glorious state of California. Why don't you go ahead and uh, land this plane? Could you do it? Oh, wait, hold on. Before you do it, can you do it in like your best like surfer accent? Because like now you're in like SoCal, you got it. Can you do like a Keanu Reeves for us? Like add some flavor to it. Oh my god, dude, it's gonna be so bad. <laughs> you put him right on the spot too. I know. <laughs> I know. Like that's gonna make it even worse. <laughs> He's thinking now. He's thinking. I don't, like. I'm trying to think like what surfer even sound like. Shaka bra, like. <laughs> hey, man. hey man, like you know. Hey guys, thank you for listening to episode 150 of That Pixel Life. Next week will be the first in-person episode. Yes, for- sir. We're all going to be in the same room. I can physically touch Zach and Shannon. Yeah, don't do that. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen, like, regardless. But, um, you know, and, you know, while you wait for that, though, you can go over to the Discord. Check it out. We got spoiler talk for Loki, Black Widow, like, going on on there. Um, I, I haven't seen too many energy drink posts. If you if you got the cool Joy-Cons for Skyward Sword and you're not Mike Miller, why don't you post a pic? Let us see them. You spent $100 on them. Might as well show them off. Yeah, be proud. Be proud. Yeah. And if you like what you you heard this episode, why don't you go over to iTunes? Give us a review. Let us know what you think. And uh, Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, go be great. And LeBron is awesome in Space Jam 2. Yes, no I, matter I, what I, the Metacritic score says. I don't think Robbie would say that, actually. But... <laughs> Robbie would be like, sons and six. <laughs> right.